Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. By embracing all complexities of being a woman, our goal is to share real stories that inspire growth and empower all women to be the best versions of themselves. And as Maya Angelou so eloquently said, when we know better, we do better. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Pieces of a Woman. My name is Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. And we are just super excited because it's been a hot minute since we've recorded. I know. We kind of don't know what we're doing. We're like, <laughs> do we know how to turn on the recorder? <laughs> it's been a struggle. We have new batteries, so we're we're in the process of learning. But we are really excited to just be back at recording. We've missed it. Well, and I've had people actually say, are you guys going to ever record again? Yeah. So here's a little bit of background. We've missed all of you. We've missed recording. Yeah. Uh, we just have had so much going on this past year. And we had to make a decision to kind of put some things on pause, take something off of our plate yeah, so that we could get a little bit more focused on the areas that were maybe missing a little bit of us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I've missed it. But we, yeah, life, career, family, it just all kind of came together, but and required more of our attention. But you had to, we did, we did record your big change in the career last year, which is awesome. And that's going, how's it going? It's going so good. I'm about five months into the new position. So to give a little bit of a recap, I had to make a really tough decision last year on a career change. And I shared my story about how difficult that was. Yeah. And I stayed in the same industry. I uh, left a company and a lot of people that I had spent a lot of time with over the last 10 years and moved to another mortgage company, was given an opportunity to come in and work with another team and help build and grow that team after they lost their leader who passed away. So the transition has been tough, emotional, a roller coaster for sure, but uh, it's also been challenging, which I was looking forward to and has been a good experience overall. Oh, God. It's so exciting. I mean, change is always hard, but look at the rewards. So, which is so great. Well, we're going to dive in a little bit as we talk about pieces of a woman and we want to talk about all the components of being a woman. And there's so many life challenges, um, excitement, joy, like we can go into everything, right? Hormones. um, You know, we've talked about a lot of things. Well, and we've kind of put some focus on some topics around uh, marriage, divorce, loss, and life changes. And this last year, I happened to be subject to one of those topics, or at least a question in my life that we spent this last year kind of working through. And probably when we started this podcast, there were some things that were kind of there on the surface that maybe I wasn't paying so much attention to. And I kept kind of in the back of my mind thinking, if I were to be going through something that big, and I'm talking maybe a divorce or a separation, would I be able to share my story. Yeah. And this entire last year, I would say, I don't think I'm ready to share my story. Yeah. And so we're here today. (laughs) Well, today's the day. And I, and if you have already kind of guessed, we're really going to dive in and talk about going through a big life change, which in your case has been marriage and family and really diving in and doing the work. Cause we know 
life's never 100% perfect. And you are being so gracious today and being vulnerable because it's vulnerable to share your story. And I just appreciate it so much because as we have talked about, we have been with you on this journey on the sidelines and watching all you have went through in the last year. So we want to start off with tell us where you were at at the beginning of 2022 and what started this amazing journey you had to take in 2022. Well, and I guess, you know, being kind of speaking back to this podcast and being authentic to it, I think that, you know, we wouldn't be doing a service if we were not being honest and vulnerable with our stories. And yeah. so as tough as, as it is, I think it's important. Um, and I am nervous about it. I'm nervous sharing it because I know a lot of people out there. And um, sometimes we can get caught up in this thought that maybe there's an image that we have that we don't want to compromise. And um, so anyway, I've been hesitant, but we're going to do it. And so uh, just to give some backstory as well, Kenny and I have been married 23 years. We have been together 25 years and we blended our family of five children. And then we had both um, brought in our blended, we call her our just angel baby that kind of brought us all together. And so we truly are a blended family, but um, this last year, and honestly, it's, you know, probably been more than a year. It's, it's been a few years of us kind of struggling through some challenges in our marriage that, you know, we're mostly probably brought to the service after the loss of Taylor is when probably everything really started to boil over. And I would say, November of 21 is when shit really hit the fan. And we both, probably me, mostly um, triggered something that would put us on a journey over the next 12 months, looking at ourselves and our marriage and our family and what we were going to do. So just if you can expand on that just a little bit, like I know something was triggered, but so was that making you go, am I in this marriage long-term? Do I want to be in this marriage? Does he want to be in the marriage? Like, is that really where it was you were considering ending it or where were you at? We, we kind of found ourselves over the last six years in this space of existing. And, you know, we felt like we were surviving so much and the loss of Taylor really put our marriage on a spotlight in all aspects of where we were individually and also where we were as a couple. But the reality was we were truly just existing as these, as roommates and, um, and finding that, you know, neither one of us were really feeling any joy anymore or any happiness. And, and honestly that, you know, the loss of Taylor was a triggering, but then also becoming empty nesters over that last two years also kind of like put a spotlight on our marriage and us as a couple. And so we, you know, losing Taylor triggered both of us to kind of go within, which I think is pretty normal when you have a loss like that, you really kind of go within to yourself and, and you find ways to cope. And mine was isolation and withdraw and his was alcohol. Yeah. And, um, and that really started to take a toll on our relationship. And in November of 21, it was almost as if I, you know, I had just gotten to this point that I thought, I can't live like this anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to have peace. 
I want to have clarity and I want to have joy. And I had looked at my marriage and felt like there were a lot of years that I didn't have that. And I did not want to settle for that any longer. And I think when you lose a child, it really can make you look at life differently. And I hope it does make us look at life differently. And in my case, I was not willing to continue the life I had or the relationship I had that I was not finding joy in. Yeah. And I, I felt like I was in a, I was loveless. Kenny was not, but I would felt loveless. I was not expressing. I was not able to truly give him what he needed. And I also felt like I probably wasn't getting what I needed. And so I had to do one of the scariest things next. You know, I, I've done a few. We talked about my job. I feel like I'm really good at being uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing some really tough shit, but um, I made the decision that I was going to move out. And that was so difficult emotionally because the house we have, we have had for 25 years. We raised our children in it. It's where Taylor lived. It's where I lost Taylor. And so that home had so many ties for me, good and bad. And one night I woke up at about two o'clock in the morning. And I just had this like jolt of energy that said, you need to leave. Wow. And I made the decision to move out and, and, and had, and at that point had to also tell my kids that I was moving out of the house and I didn't go into it saying the marriage is over. You know, Kenny and I had some really difficult conversations together about where we were and where we were headed. And we, you know, resolved that this was the best decision for both yeah. of us. Well, and to kind of set the stage for our listeners too, like anybody who's been married for 25 years, I'm sure it hasn't all been, you know, sunshine and roses along the way. We all, I mean, especially raising kids and you're commingling and you're blending their family and just life and economy. And you think of all the, just the normal challenges any relationship has. And then you have on top of that, the loss of a child. And I'm sure was Kenny not, I mean, he obviously wasn't completely happy at the time either. Well, and he, you know, didn't even realize how unhappy he was. Wow. Okay. He was, he knew he was unhappy, but he it was so easy for him to just kind of accept what it was. And not that I want to stereotype men or, or state that they're all, you know, in that space, but I think it, many will just stay and, yeah. and be in it and not do anything to change it. I, I think oftentimes it takes us yeah. kind of pulling the rug out from under to say, I'm not going to continue like this and to force the change or to force the acknowledgement of where we are. And if you ask Kenny today, he said, me moving out was the best decision I ever made for our marriage. Uh, and at the time, it was so hard, so emotional for both of us. And it was difficult for our kids. It was confusing for our kids. Yeah. And yet they were so supportive and very understanding about where we were both at because um, they had observed and witnessed, you know, this relationship that they had admired over the years and pulled strength from, but had also observed something that wasn't all sunshine, rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. And so they, so it was very confusing for them. 
Yeah. And a lot of fear around, you know, what was going to happen to our family that, you know, had been together for 25 years and what was this going to look like? So we, you know, kind of set a plan and actually not even really knowing what it was going to look like. I just committed to a year and I said, I'm, I'm signed a lease on an apartment and I went with a full year that I was going to spend that year truly focusing on myself and getting clarity around who I am, what I want, and why I show up the way I do. And also really learning how to connect with myself. And I know we've had a lot of episodes on that, but I didn't think I was being truly authentic to that. And so this year was really about me connecting to myself and learning everything I could about why and who I was and how I was going to go forward and what my life was going to look like going forward. See, I love that. And I think it's, it's like you said, yeah, our podcast is around going inward, but doing the work is actually a whole different thing. So hearing about it, but then actually committing and doing the work and just setting the stage, this was amicable. It wasn't like I'm getting a divorce. It was, I just need to go work on me for a year and I need to get away and get in my own environment so I can isolate a little bit more and really be intentional and focus, right? Well, it's interesting because- if I'm being truthful, Kenny and I had gone through a separation the year before within the same home yeah, and thought that would be enough for us to figure things out. And it was really difficult because we really could not get the space we needed because we were still surrounded by all the things that were kind of like holding us back and falling into patterns that we had been, had created for years. And so yeah. we really truly weren't getting uncomfortable and we both needed to get so uncomfortable so that we could get clarity around what we wanted. And so when I made the decision to move, as scary as it was, he was so supportive. In fact, he helped me move in. He put I, my furniture together. <laughs> I was going to say that. Like, he helped you. Put yeah. my furniture together, put my TVs up. Like, he was very supportive, even though I know it was causing a lot of pain for him because it was scary to yeah. think, what is this going to look like? And is this it? Are, yeah. are we going to be able to make it through this? Well, I want to I want to interject here for just a minute because I I want to talk about the as an outsider, just setting the stage of what I admire about both you and Kenny. One, your love and respect for each other, because this was not from my perspective, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I've never seen two people be so respectful of each other and still care for each other. It wasn't like you guys didn't care for each other or love each other. You were just living in, I guess, a dysfunctional loveless is how you kind of described it a second ago. Not a fulfilling marriage or partnership, more like a roommate. But what I admire about you guys so much is him supporting you, you supporting him. You guys still had a foundation to run together. You have a beautiful, close family, like the complexities of going, okay, we're both going to, we're going to separate. We're going to be uncomfortable. But you truly, Christy, what I just have so much respect. I'm going to dive in and figure myself out. Like I, I need to figure out what I want, what I'm, I want to honor him too. And my family, you said that to us many times. I want to honor, like it wasn't, it wasn't about, oh, I want to go see somebody else. I want to start dating. Um, there was never any of that. And you dug in and I want to get into the next step of this and talk about the beautiful part of it's hard. I know it was hard. I didn't go through it. I just know it was hard. <laughs> it was hard but, work. But truly doing the work, and I think it gives so many other people hope 
of if you're in it, because look, we all change naturally as we age, right? We have different seasons of life. And so change happens. And sometimes you might find yourself in a marriage where whether it's been five years, 20, 40, and you're going, we're so different, we're unfulfilled. And they don't, they just accept it. And instead you took the chance, you both did, Kenny did the work too, of like, who are we? And after so much turmoil, um, you guys still, I just admire it so much. And I'm reading a book now. I just want to interject. I'm reading a book now by Jay Shetty. It's called The Eight Rules of Love, How to Find It, Keep It, and Let It Go. And what I love about this book, and I've told my kids to read it, <laughs> I'm reading it, but most of us don't really understand how to truly love and we grow up in an environment. I mean, you got married really young. I got married young. And we just, we bring our past with us and our expectations and everything. But the real, the big part of this book talks about really being alone and understanding who you are and loving yourself first, truly loving yourself. What are your values? What are your morals? What are your, what are your likes and dislikes? Because you cannot really love somebody else. We've all heard this. You can't love somebody else unless you truly love yourself. And that's where I feel like you did. And so I want to dive into what did you do? Like, how did you, because as hard as that was to separate, how did you start when you first were on your own? You guys were still in contact, still respectful, but you really gave yourself the gift of being alone and honing in. How did you start for somebody who's listening and going, how do I do that? I need to do that. Well, and you hear it, you know, I need to work on myself. I need more self-love, self-care, almost to the point that it's kind of, you know, diluted and diffused what the impact truly is. And and if you think about in my situation, I was pregnant at 18. I went from being a teenager to being a caregiver, mother, parent to a baby at 18, as did Kenny. Yeah. And he went right into a marriage. I went right into a marriage. So then we adopted on this other role of wife and parent and grew families and then went through divorce. And then he and I were in the relationship within a year of that and then built this blended family. And we never truly over the course of the last 25 plus years, put any effort or time into who we were individually. Yeah. And so if we were forced, I feel like we were literally forced to wake up and take the time we had now as empty nesters to really focus on ourselves. And we both were very committed to that. And, you know, it's interesting because I had people ask me, are you going to date? And, you know, what does this look like? And, and my kids actually asked because their trauma that they had from the divorces that we had been through prior, they thought that the automatic situation was that Kenny and I were going to be hateful towards each other, not speak to each other because yeah. that's what they learned that that's what divorce is. Yeah. And so we were very intentional with that was showing them that a separation did not need to mean that the whole family needed to be divided, nor did it mean that we had to talk bad about each other or we had to like act out toward each other. So we were very committed, but it wasn't like an effort. It was just, that's just who we were. And so it was easy for us to go into the separation with love and compassion towards each other and a commitment to truly work on ourselves and not consider divorce or a reconciliation until we had done that work. Yeah. And that's huge. And we talked about the episode 
doing ayahuasca. And I would say that was the start of both of our journeys. We both did retreats the very first week of January, which was the anniversary of losing Taylor. It was a five-year anniversary. And we went to separate retreats. In fact, we flew there together and we were already separated. Yeah. And we each went and did our own experience. And then returning back home, I went to my apartment and he went to the house and had to continue, you know, living separately and working on ourselves. And it didn't stop with that. We continued, you know, to explore plant medicine. I did other modalities. Breath work became very powerful for me. We talked about that and interviewed Anna. And that became a practice for me to really connect with myself and to identify the areas that had come from my childhood Yeah, that basically showed up for me in situations that I was not aware of that, you know, were just automatic responses to different situations in my life and in my relationship with Kenny and even with my children. And so the breath work really was my therapy. I also did therapy. I was going to say you did therapy too. Yeah. I had a therapist. therapist. I did, I read a lot of books on inner child work. I did a lot of journaling. I did other plant medicines. I truly just spent the year and I would say you know, it was probably about nine months of not knowing what I was going to be doing or what it was going to look like. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have clarity for a very long time. And that was very challenging for me to just be in that space of not knowing what my life was going to look like going forward. Yeah. But we had a lot of our own little therapy sessions. Yeah. You stopped <laughs> yourself over uh-huh. wine. And I think, you know, you and I, many times, I still didn't know what it was going to look like in the marriage. Yeah. And there were many times, I mean, we thought from the outside perspective of, of just kind of going through it with you, but on the, you know, obviously outside support, um, cause we love you and Kenny so much. And, you know, it's like a divorce for us. Yeah. Like when you're close friends, when that happens, you feel a major loss and sadness, but you also want the best for each person and you're like, oh, you know, we want to be, but there were times I thought they're never going to make it. (laughs) They're not going to get through this or. Well, our friends were devastated. Yeah, it was, but you shared and Christy, this is what I want to say. It's so hard to always share. I admire it because I know for me, I kept it pretty tight knit. Like I suffered in my last marriage for five years and really only opened up to a couple of people. And because you think, oh, well, if we get through it, then nobody will have to know all the ugliness, right? When really I probably should have opened up more to some, you know, to the close friends. And um, because I'm somebody who just, you know, wants to power through it. But this is why I admire you so much. That was not easy. None of that stuff. And then you had the new opportunity, the new job. So you took the new position. So you did just to kind of put it all together. You did a lot of several plant-based medicines to help you. You did therapy. You did breath work. You also did a lot of meditation, you said, yep. journaling, anything I'm missing on that, that in books, you said. Yeah, I, I, I um, started to recognize and, and learn a little bit about shadow work and inner child trauma and, yeah. and really focusing on our inner child. And so I did a lot of reading and learning about what that, how that affects us. And, and when we make decisions or we react to situations, where is that truly coming from? And yeah. allowing myself to like understand what that looks like. And for me, you know, I started to realize that I would go into a, you know, a trauma reaction with certain things that were happening because of how I was 
raised and what I had been exposed to. And so identifying that was a game changer for me because I could actually fill in my body Wow. This wall that would go up around me and where I would try to protect myself. And so identifying that came through the breath work and the books that I read and then journaling about it, put it out there for me to process. And so it was 12 months of going through that. And, you know, there were times when Kenny would say, can we date each other? (laughs) and, And he was, you know, really trying to figure out what this looked like as well. So he was in his own personal turmoil. While he was also doing the work, he did probably 14 ayahuasca ceremonies. Wow. Um, he did a lot of other, you know, plant medicine st- um, journeys and shaman, worked with shamans. He did a lot of journaling. He does, he's has a very disciplined meditation program that he does daily and he's very committed to his journaling. And so he has done a beautiful transformation Oh my gosh, um, he is a different man today. But I want to I want to share with our listeners too. You said something really key right there. There's a lot of traumas either in childhood or it could be even later that you're reacting to something. I think for everybody out there unconsciously, right? And you don't realize something is a trigger because you're like, I'm an adult. I'm in this marriage. I love this person. Like, there's no way you link it. But I think. But it's so true. And we want to think that it's not happening. But just pay attention to that. I mean, I, I, that's a key thing. Well, you said you it. Just said. We bring what we've learned from our parents and our family dynamics and experiences from childhood. We bring that into our relationships. We yeah. bring it in as a parent. Mm-hmm. We bring so it true. in as a spouse. And I would say that I, looking back now and reflecting on it all i i feel so blessed that you know we were able to identify and and really do the work because i know that that's not the story for everybody you know we were yeah. put in a situation where none of our kids were at home anymore and now we really truly got to focus on ourselves and so when the kids were asking us the questions what is this what's going to happen what does this look like we were able to truly say to them mom and dad are going to work on ourselves because we have never done that We've never lived alone. Neither one of us had ever lived alone and been able to truly find the beauty in being alone and only count on ourselves. I mean, honestly, and and when I go to that extreme, Kenny did everything for me. Kenny kept the house dealt with, with any situation that happened to the home. He cooked. He grocery shops. Yeah, let's just talk about that for a minute. He cooks. He grocery also brings your coffee to you in the morning. Like we could go on and on. I mean, <laughs> I so I truly had you know going into my own space. Yeah, was having to like only count on myself to get my coffee. In the morning <laughs> to, but it's so powerful though because right. it's so powerful. And this is came up in Jay Shetty's book. Like you can get accustomed to somebody doing stuff that you don't have to worry about it. But is that the right, when you are on your own, you empower yourself to realize, yeah, I can. And I, it's a good feeling to, to step up and take care of yourself. Right. Not that it's not a great thing in a relationship, but. Well, and anyway. Kenny, you know, learned what he did learn about himself is that he was always trying to do things for me, thinking that that meant I would in return love him. Yeah. And so his love language was to like constantly do for me. And he couldn't, he almost couldn't even help himself. If he had any inclination that there was a need, he was trying to figure out how to fix that. Yeah. And so that was a learning 
thing for him to to realize that he couldn't make me happy. It wasn't yeah. his job to make me happy. Right. He thought it was. And only I could do that. And I had to find that within myself in yeah. order for me to, to be able to love him the way he needed. But I can't make him happy. Yeah. Only he can make himself happy. And he should be his own best friend and I should be my own best friend. And so, yeah. so for us to have that year to truly do that. And, and I will say for our kids, um, not that I'm patting myself on the back, but I feel that we were able to model to them. We chose ourselves and my daughters watched me choose me in a marriage that they knew was probably at risk. And they watched me remove myself and spend a year 110% focused on me. But choosing yourself while at the same time fully respecting right. each other. And I want to ask you a question. Were you ever afraid of what the outcome might be? At any point, were you like, I don't know, because you didn't know which way it was going to go. I'd visualized Tell all me. the scenarios. Okay. And I had thought many times, if we didn't make it, we knew we would always love and be respectful of each other. But how are we going to coexist without being in a marriage because we've been together for so many years. And what was that going to look like with our kids? And how is that going to affect the foundation? Yeah. And, you know, we, we were committed in so many areas. I, I looked at, you know, even financially, like with what we yeah. have acquired in our portfolio. And I mean, there was just all the things, right? I don't think you can go into that situation and not play out all the different scenarios. And so, of course, I had a lot of fear around what it would look like. And so I tried to not give myself that stress or anxiety and just truly focus on that day and yeah. where I was. And it wasn't without anxiety. Right. There were, you know, there were many days I was on, you know, an emotional roller coaster, a lot of depression around what does this look like? Is my marriage over? Yeah. And, you know, or can we survive this? And it was, you know, a lot of work with by not making a decision out of fear. I was committed yeah. to not just settling into going back out of fear because I didn't want to be alone or I didn't know what it was going to look like with the kids yeah. and everything. So I felt like the best thing I could do was just focus on myself and do the work that I knew I needed to do. And, yeah. it, and, and it was the first time that I was able to be in my own place as an adult, as a 52-year-old woman, and to, and to have the ability to say, this is mine, I've created this yeah. and live in it and do it alone. And so that was super powerful for me too, because like I mentioned, I had gone into being a, a mother yeah. at 18. Yeah. So when did, so doing all this work, when did you finally feel like you had clarity and how, how did it feel? How did it come to you and how did it feel? I just to caveat on that, just to hear what you did, but also what would have happened if Kenny's journey had been different? Like if he said, okay, I'm done, I'm moving on. Would the clarity have changed? We talked about that a few times because he had moments where he questioned if he could continue down doing the same thing. And he was, and it was coming from a place of insecurity yeah. and fear. And he would have candid conversations around, you know, is there going to be a point where he's done and he can't wait? Because it felt like initially he was waiting for me, but then he started to see the benefit and the value in the work that he was doing. And he yeah. started to see that he wasn't ready 
for me to just come back home yeah. because he knew he needed to do more work. And so he was learning so much about himself and so much about what he had brought into his adult life from his childhood. Yeah. And so he started to be very committed to that journey. But there were times where I was candid and said, if you feel like you need to move on, I will honor that because yeah. I'm not ready. And, and that's big. And if that had to be our story, I was willing to let that be just because I knew I had so much work to do. Well, and here's the other thing I love because I know we had this conversation. Nobody wants, or I think most people, I can speak for myself. I would never want somebody to stay with me out of obligation or out of, well, it's just what I know. So it's like, I want most of us, I would think really, I want genuine love. I want you to be with me because you want to be with me. Yeah. Not out of obligation or, well, it's just, you know, it's just go with the flow. I would think Kenny is the same way. Like, I want you to really want to be here. And I want all of you. And he, and he said that to me when he, when he was finally able to get to the place and not be in that fear of our family breaking. And he was able to truly look at what he wanted and needed. Yeah. And he was not willing to compromise that anymore. And he yeah. said, I want you to want to be here. I want yeah. you to love me the way I want to be loved. And, and which I thought was a beautiful place for him to get to. Yeah. Um, because as I mentioned, I feel like men can just really sit in that space for a long time and yeah. just they stay in their comfort zone, even though they may not be happy. Oh, for sure. And yeah. women do it. I know. But I, yeah. I would say primarily we are the ones that will make a change. We will put ourselves, we will leave before most men will leave. Yeah. At least that's what I've observed. Yeah. So going back to the question, when did you kind of have clarity and how did it feel? Like what... What all of a sudden opened up for you that you went, oh my gosh? You know, I, it was a combination of things. I can't pinpoint exactly one thing. I okay. did, I did do another plant journey later in the year. I want to say it was probably about June or July. And I got a, a lot of clarity around that journey. It really exposed me to some thinking that I had been in as far as my life. And I, I lost a lot in that journey. I lost, I thought I lost everything. Oh, wow. And it put me in a situation where I had questioned if my life had even existed. Oh, so wow. it completely almost like took my reality away from me. And it was hell. It was, it was that it was such a tough, tough journey. And coming out of it took me weeks for me to process what I had been through on that. But the reality, what I had what I was able to reconcile was that my it had to be taken away from me for me to oh. look at it differently and know that I wanted to live differently. And wow. so that also kind of in combination with me leaving my job, which I hadn't realized at, a, at the time that I had gotten into this pattern or comfortableness around, and I was kind of existing in my job at some level. Yeah, And so when I had resigned, Kenny and I actually took a trip to Costa Rica so that I could have some space to kind of remove myself from all of the trauma that was like circling me from the yes. people that were upset to yeah. coming into a new place. And so we said we would go take a week and we went to Costa Rica together. And it was interesting because neither one of us knew what it was going to look like being on a trip together. Yeah. Were we going to stay in separate rooms or, you know, yeah. he was, he didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know. We just kind of went and figured uh -huh. we were going to kind of like figure it out. And it was almost like 
I had, it was like the, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I just had this opening up that with, it was like instant, this feeling of left me, like it just released from my body. And I had all this clarity around and lightness around me. I had made these tough decisions and it was all coming together. And it literally within one day, we had been there maybe 24 hours. And I looked at him and said, I'm ready to do this. Oh my I'm gosh. I'm thinking about it. Oh my um, gosh. And he was like, what? And I said, I'm ready for us to get back together. And I oh. want us to renew our vows. And neither one of us had expected that. I hadn't expected it. I wasn't even anticipating that. And it completely changed. We spent a lot of time that week really talking through everything, what it was going to look like. Oh. And um, I still had three months left in my apartment. I said, but now we can date. I'm not moving back in the house until <laughs> I have followed through with my Baby commitment. Steps. Yeah. My commitment. But now we can date. And we dated for the next three months. And oh. and it was so was it totally different in those three months it, dating? It like was, it was a hundred percent different. In fact, we were sitting at dinner one night and I had, you know, I had had a lot of resentment over the years that was clouding my ability to see anything outside of my resentment. It's almost like my resentment that I'd built up around him and our marriage was like a comfort for me. I lived in that space so much that it became part of part of what made me feel comfortable. And so I was so afraid to let it go. Mm. But I was trying to conjure up. He was sitting across from me and I'm looking at him and I was like, waiting for that to be part of our really? experience. And, and I was waiting for me to, to start to have that build up in me to where I was going to react and respond to it. And I could not even bring it to the table. It was, it was, and I was so in shock that it didn't exist anymore. It had left. And wow. I knew then that we were going to be okay. Christy, that's so powerful. It's so powerful. And now fast forward, then you guys had the most beautiful talk about what happened in January. So we had um, actually the year before, so in 2021, so when we went into our ayahuasca journey in January, we had booked this family trip again over the anniversary of Taylor for this year. And so there were moments through the year where we didn't know if we were going to be canceling it because we didn't know if we were going to be together or not. But I, you know, we just kept the day, kept it booked. And it was the Christmas, going to be the Christmas gifts to the kids to go to Costa Rica. Fortunately, we were dating (laughs) (laughs) and coming back together as a family. So we decided that we wanted to renew our vows in Costa Rica because that's where we both had done so much work on ourselves. And we asked the girls to plan the wedding and the renewal. And so that was beautiful. And we asked Kennedy, the baby who blended us all, if she would officiate it. And so we went into, you know, the anniversary of Tay, which was that in of itself was going to be super sentimental because Taylor walked me down the aisle when I married Kenny. And we had talked about renewing our vows over the years, but never fully committed to it because of, you know, where we were in our marriage. But then after losing Taylor, I thought I would never be able to do it because he wouldn't be there to walk me down the aisle. And so the fact that I was in the space that I thought I could do this and, um, and him not be there was powerful as well, because it showed that we, you know, we've gotten into another phase of our grief 
and of our grief journey as a family. And the girls made it so special and brought him into the ceremony in so many ways. And Kennedy in officiating that could not have been more beautiful. And the words and her stories around our family were just so powerful. And it was an amazing, amazing ceremony. The kids were just, you know, delighted, obviously, that we were able to come back together and their family was whole again. Oh, Christy, it's so beautiful. And I just want to say first, thank you for being so brave to share such a personal story. And I really believe your story gives so many people hope in a world today where it's so easy to just divorce is at an all-time high it's so easy to just walk away. People get divorced over the stupidest things. Some are major, right? But you give hope that you can go through really hard things in a marriage and you can still, if you truly love each other, you can work on it. You can fix it. But it's also about doing the work yourself on yourself first. And we don't really get that time and space to really allocate to doing the work on ourselves. And it's hard for us to do that when we have all these other things coming at us or people around us that we can't separate ourselves enough to really identify who we are and what we want. And, you know, a lot of therapists and people in general will say that if you separate, your marriage is doomed. Most don't make it back. And I don't think that you can be married. Now, there are stories where you can, but I still think there are things that a marriage has challenges with. But being married... 25, 30, 40, 50 years isn't without a shit because there's so much shit that happens in just life that a marriage has to endure and they, and they they endure it well or they don't. And so I think, you know, our story is going to include a separation where mom moved out and mom and dad spent a year focusing on themselves. And I think that's a beautiful part of our story. So I'm grateful we have that. Yeah. And I, I would say, don't be afraid to remove yourself from a situation where you need to get clarity and allow yourself that space to do it. Well, and I would say the caveat to that too was it wasn't about getting space and going out and seeing other people. No. It was about getting space to really hone in on. And I just, that is hard work. And I just, thank it was you for sharing such hard work. And, and I want to speak to that because that could have been, that would have been easy for me to go out and think that I was just going to, you know, get on a dating app <laughs> or, Go meet somebody. And, but the reality is that would have just put me in worse situation, bringing yeah. someone else in, confusing me even more, yeah. creating way more trauma around where I was at, my family, my kids. So for me, it wasn't even a question, but that's not what I was after. Yeah. I was after me yeah, and really doing work that I had never had the ability to, or the capacity to do. So, and so was Kenny. And, and so was Kenny. I mean, I look at him today and like, it's just so beautiful to see you two together and the gift that you have given your children of, you know, it can be, you can go through a lot. They don't know everything, you know, that you've been through, but to see you actually do the work and come back together is so beautiful. It's a gift we gave our marriage. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I know, I know it was a lot, but I think you're going to touch a lot of people and give a lot of people hope. And you gave me hope. I watching you through the journey was so inspirational. I mean, I seriously, I knew you were doing the work 
And we loved you no matter what the outcome would have been. Like, but it was just, it was stressful. Well, and, and, <laughs> was and stressful. I have to, you know, I mean, to that, I'm grateful that my friends stood by us both. Yeah. You know, our friends continued to do the uncomfortable things and have dinners with both or one of us or whatever yeah. that looked like. And, yeah. um, and uh, that was part of my journey too, having the support and the friends that stood by both of us and loved us both through yeah. it. Well, it's awesome. It's a new year and I'm just happy that everything worked out the way it did. But I would love to encourage our listeners to, before you just throw in the towel, maybe give something else a try. Think deeper if you truly love that person. And there's, you know, still hope. I think hearing your journey is really inspirational, but thank you so much. We are looking forward to until next time and we'll bring another topic to you. We hope you all have a great a great week. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and you can listen to us on all podcast platforms as well. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. 